Amen. Okay, so now, what are some challenges to obeying? I believe that some of some challenges to obeying is when you you want to make sure is that you just want to do good or is or are you really hearing from God? Is it something He wants you to do or is something that you think you'd like to do that you think God wants you to do? Amen. Is this what I want to do or is this what God is telling me to do? Or is this what I think God is telling me to do? Is that about right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, Lord, have mercy. Look, or what I want God to be telling me to do. <laughs> wow. Okay, Shalom? I think what I was going to say was about the same thing. You know, here, it was about hearing Mm. You know, really, you know, how do you really know you're here? You know, how do you really know that you're hearing well, correctly? Wow. And also, um, when I say that, it's like you could be hearing what he says, but not know the timing. You know, that expression of getting out in front of God because you mm -hmm. heard something you're supposed to do. And or even like prophecies, you know, prophecy for for now. And yet it's maybe for 20 years from now that we really see it fulfilled. So I think there's getting clear on that is an issue. Wow. Wow. So now I want to ask you, ladies, this I hadn't planned, but Wow. Um, what's the antidote to that? To some of it's humility. Getting out in front of God, I think, is a problem with humility. You know, the, the really the taking one step at a time, piece by piece, listening to God, patience. Mine has been just complete surrender. You know, I, I I talked to the Lord and I said, Lord, you you know my heart, so I can't I can't lie and say this is what I meant to do or that's what I wanted to do because you already know my heart. But I want I want what your heart wants, and I just ask Him that if this is your will for me, that the the Holy Spirit would would pursue me in such a way that I just can't shake it, that I'll know it's coming from him or that he would um, send someone into my life to speak a word to me that will give me that confirmation. So mine is just surrender and just kind of quiet my mind as to what I'm thinking and praying that he will let me hear what his thoughts are. Amen. Amen. Okay. So as I've listened to you too, and I've been thinking about what you said, gosh, this is great. Um, for me, the antidote would be faith 
in his word, taking him at his word, that I am his sheep, I hear his voice, and the stranger's voice I will not follow, and that no man shall be able to pluck me out of his hand. So if I have confidence in what he has said over me, that I, as his sheep, have the ability to hear his voice. And because he has spoken that I hear his voice, I hear his voice. And a stranger's voice I will not follow. That takes me from depending on me to hear his voice. That's that, mm-hmm. that's, that's that humility piece. Lord, I can do what you say I can do. I can hear your voice. I can hear your voice. And I, because I completely understand what both of you are saying. And I used to suffer from paralysis. What is it called? Analysis paralysis. Analysis paralysis. So bad. I would analyze the situation so bad that I wouldn't move. God, is this you? God, is this, what, what, what is this? What is this? And I tell people, part of my testimony is that my most prized possession is my hearing. I do whatever I can to protect my hearing. The Bible says, take heed what you hear, take heed how you hear. I protect my hearing because if I can't hear from God, I don't know what to do. And there was a time in my walk where Oh my gosh, I was so, look, I, I, it was so natural to talk to God, so natural to hear from God that, you know, when I'm talking to people, I'm like, yeah, God said this and God said that. And I was out at dinner with a friend of mine one time. She was a Jehovah's Witness and I'm just talking to her. I don't even pay attention that she's a Jehovah's Witness. We're friends. And she, we were at dinner and I was like, yeah, God said this and God said that. And she leaned over and she put her hand on top of mine. She says, you do know that people don't hear from God like you do. I was like, what? She says, no, people don't. She said, yeah, and you sound like a freak. It's <laughs> like, I don't know how not to hear from him. I, that's just, it just comes so natural. So I didn't realize. Um, I mean, it's not a special skill. It's how open you are to it. But I didn't realize the grace that was on my life to be so attentive to his voice, you know. And um, then a situation came. It's actually the situation come earlier and God had brought, restored my hearing at this point. But the, the my walk with the Lord used to be so close. I mean, so close. And it's come back, but I'm talking about at this particular time. It was so close. Like, I mean, God just blessed me with, with like natural manifestations. I would hear angels walking up and down the hallway in my house. And they'd be chuckling and laughing. They'd just be walking in the hallway. And every once in a while, I'd get a glimpse of them. And, and I was just, Lord, I was so ready to go home. I said, Lord. And he said, Catherine, I want you up here more than you want to be up here. But I need you to stay there because I got something for you to do. And I was like, oh, okay, look, I will do it for you, Lord. Yes. But I mean, we were just so close. It was so great. And I knew that the Lord had spoken a word to me. He says, when it's time for you to have a mate, you don't even have to look for him. I'm going to send him. And okay. And so sure enough, this guy comes along and he starts trying to sweet talk me. And I said, excuse me, sir, I am not in the market for companionship. So I don't want to hurt your feelings and I don't want you to waste your time. Leave me alone. 
Then he said, all I want to do is treat you like a queen. Can I treat you like a queen? Now, what did he say that for? Here goes, Catherine. All right. Long story shorter, we end up getting married. And I lost it. Like, as close as I had been to the Lord, I felt like he was nowhere around. I mean, I could read my Bible as much as I wanted to. It's like all communication stopped. I couldn't, I don't care how much I read my Bible. I don't care how much I prayed. I don't care how much anything. And, and it was literally two and a half years of hell. It was just terrible. And the Lord delivered me from that marriage because hubby one day said, I don't want you to go to church. The only person who can preach to you is me. Awesome. Oh, I know God didn't plant this for me. And surely God delivered me out of that marriage. So can we say Catherine missed it? Catherine, Lord, I did not <laughs> hear you. <laughs> what I did hear, I didn't. What? You know, there is no way you will. And that was, that was where I spent most of my time in the marriage in regret. Because it's like, Lord, how did I miss you? Lord, where did I miss you? Oh, Lord, Lord. And then sure enough, I saw it clear as day every time the Lord tried to tell me not to do it but I missed it. So after he delivered me from the marriage, it took a tremendous time of healing because I had lost all confidence in my ability to hear from God. I, I, I mean, now I was one that as soon as I knew it was God saying it, oh, I was all over it. I mean, being obedient, like being totally obedient as soon as I heard it and moving with God, that was not the issue. But my confidence in being able to hear from him had been so rocked that I just wouldn't move. I, I was like, Lord, I need to be sure that this is you. And I lost so much time. I mean, God was gracious and he worked with me and eventually ended up sending um, two people with prophetic words for me. And one of them that, hallelujah, just the Lord loves me. Um, he the, the lady came and she said, you thought you were hearing from God. You really thought you were hearing from God. So he counts it to your account as obedience. And he's getting ready to deliver you from this situation. He's going to throw you a curveball. And when you catch it, it's going to be as if you never stepped off track. Isn't our God good? Yes, Isn't our God good? hallelujah but my hearing had been so i just from that one mistake, and that's what the enemy does from that one mistake you know god restored me like that but now i'm shaking in confidence and so now i'm much slower moving with god and there was some time that was lost and there was some getting it back but god was so gracious i was working as a uh i used to work as a um a speech therapist in the schools. And I was the one who did the hearing test. You know, you put the headphones on the ears and say, raise your hand when you hear the beep. And so one day God said to me, Catherine, raise your hand when you hear the beep. And you know, those beeps are so soft. You got to really listen to them. And so he'd be like, go into the kitchen. And I'd go, they'd be like, go back into the living room. Sometimes he'd tell me some stuff that just made no sense. And other times it was stuff, you know, go do this, go bless this person, go do whatever. But he was retuning my ear. Raise your hand when you hear the beat. How did I raise my hand? I did what he said. That's how he knew that I heard him. That's how I knew that I heard him. When I heard him, 
I would do. And when I did the hearing test for the students, I would I would put the beeps up a little loud so they could get attuned to it. They could get, but then I would turn it down lower and lower and lower. And that's how God did me. And he did me like that for an entire year. We did entire, an entire year exercise of raise your hand when you hear the beep. And the next year it was, um, I am his sheep. I know his voice. Then the next year it was, I am his sheep. I know his voice and a stranger's voice I do not follow. So it was like a three-year program of retuning my hearing to his voice. The most prized possession I have is my ability to hear from God. Because if I can't hear from him, I don't know what to do. And I take every measure I can to protect it. How do I protect it? By not letting junk in. By not letting stuff in that I have to dump out. To me, that's negative yardage. And y'all know how I feel about negative yardage. I don't like it. Let me just not let it in in the first place. So a lot of the stuff going on in the news, I don't even spend my time, energy listening to it because I don't need to have to get it out of my spirit. If you're around me and you're not talking faith, you're talking the problem and not the solution, I'm, you're going to find that I'm not going to stick around you very long or that I'll change the subject or that because I, I do everything I can to protect my hearing. And at the same time, I flood my hearing with the word of God. With the word of God, the, the natural word of God, the Bible. See, when we read the Bible, that's how we get to learn God's vocabulary. These are, this is where we learn his heart. This is where we learn what he would and would not say. But then, as you get more and more familiar with his vocabulary, see, and you never get all the way familiar. That's why we're always studying the word. But now that you've learned the vocabulary, you can have a conversation. So when Holy Spirit starts speaking to you through revelation, whether it's him speaking to you in your spirit, whether you're reading a scripture and you get a message from the scripture other than something that other than the words that are written here, but God's giving you a deeper meaning or whether you're listening to a preacher on the broadcast or you're in church or whether you're just sitting at a stoplight and God shows you something about that stoplight. I mean, just anything. You're hearing Holy Spirit give you revelation about what to do, when to do, how to do, what to do. That's true. That's so, so true. Praise God. I just, wow. So, um, you know, one of the things that keeps us from obeying is what both of you all have said, uh, you know, just making sure that you're hearing his voice and shalom, I would add, moving in his time. And so we've said that the antidote to that is humility and patience, surrender, and faith in his word about us. And all of that, the surrender, the patience, the humility, the faith in his word, all of that is humility all of that because it's putting what God says above what we say, putting God's desires above our desires. Now, I will tell you, you this. Know, that, go ahead. You know, Sister Kay, that, that just made me think of something. I remember uh, one time we were on vacation and I saw this mother hen with a, about 14 little chicks. And I was just amazed with so many little chicks with her. And there were like people walking around 
to not, you know, disturb them. And then there was just this one lady who was walking. She stopped. And so the, the mother, the mother hen, every time she would go somewhere, her little chicks, they would always follow her. They'd be close by. And then a group of people came and they scattered. And I noticed one thing about the mother chick, the mother chicken. She she went across the sidewalk, but she stood to the side. And the little chicks, they were scattered all, of, all about the place. But she stood there. And then this saw all the little chicks running over there to her. And then there was like this last little straggler, two of them, coming. And she stood there that whole time waiting until they all came back with her. And then wow. she left. And you know, I kind of laughed at that. I said, you know, Lord, that's just how we are. You're with us all the time. And then we, we let, we allow life to come in and make us scatter, but you never leave. You stay right there waiting to let us know that we don't have to look very far, but you're right there. And that just amazed me. And I said, thank you for that, Lord, that, that you're always right there for us. And all we have to do is just look, you're right there. Amen. Amen. Oh, gosh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, I want to share this one last thing. This is my thing that keeps me, that, that is a hindrance from obeying. Sometimes I just don't want to. I just, and I, <laughs> I sit and I'll count the cause. Like, you know, it's not, it's not good. Don't y'all do it. But I'm like, now I really don't want to do, and it, it's sad because there should never be a time that we're considering it's okay to be disobedient. There should never be a time, but there are times that I have to wrestle with myself and say, Catherine, what kind of sense does that make? Now you need to do it. And I will tell you this, and God loves it. He loves it. He loves it when we're honest with him. There are times I just don't want to. And I'll say, but Lord, I'm willing to be willing. I'm willing to be willing to do it. So I'm giving you that will, that I'm willing to be willing. And I'm standing on your word that says it's you who works it in me, both to will and to do of your good pleasure. And you know, he's faithful and he does it. And then I enjoy the journey so much because um, just by giving him that and then cooperating with him now, because I have to read his word. I have to renew my mind on the thing and I have to receive the revelation that he's speaking to me. I have to, it's not like, you know, I keep using this, you know, Lord, take these cigarettes away from me. If you take them away, I'll stop smoking. That's not how it works. We have to cooperate with him. So he says, yes, I will, I will work it in you to be willing, but now here, renew your mind on my word here. Obey what I say right here. Here, do this. And before I know it, I am so enthusiastic about what he told me to do. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, uh, yeah, my thing is sometimes I just don't want to. So I'm like, uh, Sister Tony, I have to. Well, and I don't even know that I surrender. Because I'm like, I, I don't want to, but I'm willing to be willing to do it. Not even I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to be willing to do it. 
that's sometimes how far away I am from what God wants me to do. But then just like that, he starts moving. And, it's, and, and when I cooperate, it's as if it was never an issue to begin with. It's so wonderful. And he's so faithful. And I thank him for it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I just believe that you were blessed, as blessed as I am. And um, yes, ma'am. Amen. Amen.